0: I tell you what, um, it's been a good week, it's been a bad week. The best of times and the worst of times. I guess that's the society, the society that we live in. Um, but praise God. And my message tonight is actually about that how you can be living in the worst of times and still have the peace of God. Uh, matter of fact, um, the title of my message tonight is No Jesus, No Peace. And you can spell that. You know, N-O, either way you want to, N-O or K-N-O, because it, it's the Jesus. same regardless of how you spell it. Uh, if you don't have Jesus, you don't have peace. But if you know Jesus, then you know peace. And those of you who are saved, those of you who are here tonight, I'm assuming everybody here is saved, um, because I don't see a lot of people piling into the church on Sunday night <laughs> just because. <laughs> so, but I don't want to assume, although I am, I uh, I pray that you all oh are, and if you're not, I hope tonight that you receive Jesus as your Lord Savior before you go home. Amen. With tonight, uh, like I said, no Jesus, no peace. Uh, scripture reading. We're going to have if you have your Bible tonight. Um, turn to Romans. Uh, we're going to be in between four and five. Now, how can you be in between four and five? Well, we're going to finish up the end of four and go into the beginning of five. Matter of fact, it's going to be we're going to read uh, four thirteen through five eleven. And I know that's a lot, uh, and I have debated whether or not just to use my leaping-off scripture, but if I just read you my leaping-off scripture alone, it could be taken out of context. And as Chris said this morning, we don't want anybody doing anything out of context, do we? We only use it in context, So that's what we're going to be doing tonight. Uh, so if you will read, read along with me in Romans, starting uh, chapter 4, starting in verse 13, as soon as I find it. There we go. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed. We know who we're talking about, right? Talking about the Lord. Okay? For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of none effect. Because the law worketh wrath. For where no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace. To the end the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which, listen to this, which be not as though they were. I'm going to read that again. And calleth those things which be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able also to perform, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also, to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses, and was raised again for our justification. Amen. Amen. I could stop there and preach a sermon on that, but I'm gonna keep going because it sounds so good. <laughs> Beginning in chapter five, verse one. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. I'm going to read that one more time. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Praise God. For scarcely for a righteous man... But one died. Yet, peradventure, for a good man, someone even dared to die. But God committed His love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His, son, the death of the Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. And not only so but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have now received the atonement. Amen. Now, that was a lot I just read. And again, I debated, should I just read by jumping off Scripture and and be done with it? But as I go back and forth, uh, I couldn't couldn't cheat you. I couldn't cheat you out of that great Scripture reading. Uh, Not that it was great because I read it. It's just great when you read it. And like I said, tonight my message is no Jesus, no peace. And you might be thinking, well, there's a whole bunch of peace in there. And if you pay attention, there's a whole bunch of peace in there because uh, we're justified by faith in Christ, by his works, by what he's done on the cross at Calvary, by what Jesus did for you. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were without hope. And then, you know, Paul, when he writes Romans, he talks about Abraham. He talks about the promise of Abraham, and then he invokes, he's like, hey, not only for for those of the law, it wasn't just for those of, of the Hebrew, it wasn't just the Jews, it wasn't just Israel and Judah, it was always, always part of God's plan for you and for me, always. It wasn't an afterthought, it wasn't, oh, by the way. Uh, they really screwed up, so I'm going to go ahead and include the heathen. He included the heathen at the beginning of the world. He knew what was going to happen, and he set aside a plan, and he made room for us. He included us at the beginning. and praise God for that. That gives me unbelievable peace for what I've received in faith. Amen. And uh, I, I can tell you, verses 16 through 17, I just want to read those to you. Verses, excuse me, Romans 4, verses 16 and 17. I just want to touch on those one more time. 16 and 17. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end, the promise might be, might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him, whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things, which be not as those they were. Okay, as though, as though they were. Jesus died for all, Jesus is for all. He reconciled the world to the God the Father. A free gift of God is God his Son. Praise God for that. And then my jumping off point was actually Romans 5.1 but I had to go back to 4 and read all the way through. 5, one. therefore being justified by faith, we have what? Peace. We have peace. peace. I want to emphasize that tonight. Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace. If you know Jesus, then you know peace. The peace that passeth all understanding. Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give, give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That's John 14, 27. Jesus gives us the peace. When you receive Jesus, you receive peace. I see a lot of people that are up in arms. They're, they're frustrated about the smallest little things. And I can tell you the truth, if I'm being perfectly honest, I used to be the same way. I used to get upset about the littlest thing. I told people this before, but when I was in the military, you know, I expected big things to happen. I expected bad, big things to happen. I was just ready for that. If you rolled a five-ton truck, okay, you rolled a five-ton truck, that's to be expected. We're We're in a bad area, blah, blah, blah. But if you were two seconds late to formation, I would flip out. I would absolutely go nutso on you because you can control that. That's something you could have done. So I would get mad about those things. Those are little things. And my soldiers used to tell me, Sergeant Thomas, you are crazy. Sergeant Thomas, you, you scare us. I'm like, how do I scare you? I take care of you. I look after you. You've gotten plenty of awards, been in sections. What do you mean I scare you? You're like, look, we we damaged the radar and you were okay with it. And and we're we're late to formation and, and you freak out on it. Somebody like, and I told them, I'm like, absolutely. The radar's gonna get broken. That's, that's what it's made for. But you have control over getting there, so I'll get upset. My son will attest to that. I will get upset over the smallest thing, but with him, I'll get upset over anything. Just <laughs> there are no small things, are there, Daniel? But I will tell you, I've gotten better. I've gotten better since coming to know the Lord, and and since I'll tell you the truth, since entering the ministry, Kathy, yes <laughs> <laughs> we're done yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right anyway um, <laughs> yes I've gotten a lot better since entering the ministry and you got me all tongue tied then you're, you're brownie. Um anyway uh, reading the Bible studying the Bible praying we talked about that song that brother uh, Chris uh, brother Chris brother Kevin sang this morning uh, read the Bible and pray read the bible and pray and you'll grow 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 but you forget to pray you're going to shrink 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 and i'm going to tell you right now i've grown and i've grown and that's not boasting i'm just i'm i'm telling you straight how it happens i'm boasting in the lord not in richie because the lord is what's done this and yes i'm still a father so yes i'm still going to be uh, upset over little things that could be corrected but uh, the little things of the world don't get, up, get me upset, and I'm going to explain it to you. Um, 2016, the election. I was ooh, 26. Actually, no, let's go back to 2008. I think it was 2008. I about lost my mind. I I wanted to quit work and move to some uh, third world country where nobody would see me, and I could eat like canned soup for the rest of my life. I did not want. I did not want any part of what we entered into i was i was just and then 2012 i'm like well surely it won't happen oh and then 2012 i lost my mind and i wanted to quit a good job just leave it all like you know what, i'm done now fast forward to uh 2020 where we have this election and i'm praying up lord please please god Don't let this happen. Please, your will be done. But please, Lord, let your will be this. And then what I prayed for didn't happen. What I prayed for did not happen. The opposite of what I prayed for happened. But the difference between 2008, 2012, 2016, and 2020 is that I have peace It's unbelievable in my heart. And I know from reading his word, Brother Harold touched on this morning when he was praying about Romans 8:28. i read every word in the Bible and I know that his word is true and I believe every word in his Bible. Whether I fully understand it or not is irrelevant. I believe what he has told me in his word and I believe that he has a plan, that he is in control. And I once heard it like this, said that if God is in control, then nothing is out of control. And I'm here to tell you, we live in a world where everything seems like it's out of control. Everything is going nuts, so it's bizarro land where the world, I just talked to Ken about this on the phone this week, that the world that I grew up in is not the world that I'm living in today. I grew up in a world that, that, you know, it might have been slipping away from Christ, it might have been leaning away from Christ, but they still believed in Christ, they still preached Christ, they still had Christ in the homes and in the schools and the courthouses. 2020, if you mention the word Jesus Christ, they look at you like you just committed this great sin. You can't do it. You can talk about everything else in the world. But you've mentioned Jesus Christ, and people will, they'll scold you. What are you, you can't, you can't, you gotta let people choose on their own. What are you, what are you preaching that? Matter of fact, I heard this week that, 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 uh, Matter of fact, they pointed at fundamentalists. The and I don't know if y'all heard this or not. I'm gonna share it with you. you know Veggie Tales, right? you, know, you Veggie tale, little cartoon things that were Christian, Christian cartoon Veggie things. The creator of Veggie to, Veggie Veggie Tales has said that fundamentalists are racist. What? Fundamentalist Christians are racist, and they point back to Bob Jones University during, during when he first stood up Bob Jones University because they were segregated. Well. Every college was segregated. It wasn't just Bob Jones University. It was a segregated America that we lived in. And then somebody I was listening to talked about this said, you know, saying that all fundamentalists are, are racist because um, one university had a segregation. that was a Christian university, a fundamentalist university had segregation uh, in the 1940s or 50s or whatever it was when they first stood up. Saying that all fundamentalists are racist because of that is like saying that. Um, that all neo-evangelicals are are racist because Billy Graham once said that blacks and whites will never hold hands together, and he did. He said that's on tape. When Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, was 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 uh, leading the charge against uh, desegregation, against uh, racism and and, and and civil unrest in the United States, he said that he he dreamed of a day where uh, black children. Could walk hand in hand with white children, and Billy Graham, responding to that, said that that will only happen when Jesus comes back. It will never happen until Him, and of course, of course, it has happened. So, if if you assert one thing towards fundamentalists, you got to assert the same thing towards any other denomination, and of course, that's ludicrous. It's 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 stupid to do that, and I get upset when people do that. the only reason people do that is because the fundamentalists preach against what the evangelists do. Yeah. So they got to find some fault with the fundamental of their racist. That's an ignorant. And at first when I heard that, it kind of irked me a little bit. But then I let it go because what did I do? I prayed. I prayed to God. I'm like, Lord, you know what's going on. I'm giving it to you. You're in control. And I'm going to let it go. I once told somebody that if you were... Matter of fact, a friend of mine from the military, um, very aggressive in nature, uh, has a couple of young kids, a couple of grown kids, but he's got a couple young kids and he was getting one of them had cancer and he's very protective of her. He was getting out of his car one day and he put on a, a mask. He doesn't like masks, but he put it on because he's got a daughter who has cancer, right? So he put the mask on and going to the store and somebody yelled at him and called him a name about him wearing a mask and he said he lost his mind, ran over to the car, tried to pull him out of the car, was beating on the car, they were calling police and all this, and he's talking to me about it. I'm like, Dennis, whoops, sorry. I'm like, buddy, um, (laughs) you can't do that. And he goes, what am I supposed to do? I'm I'm still a man. I'm like, yeah, you are, but what would you have done if you hadn't heard it? He goes, I would have kept walking. I'm like, pretend like you didn't hear it. Just keep walking. That's the difference between me today and me four or five years ago is I can keep walking with peace in my heart, because I know the Lord. The Lord hears. The Lord sees. His eyes on the sparrow, He watches me. I guarantee it. And that's the way we should be. I got peace. He says, "Not as the world gives. The world seeks for peace through fleshly means." Don't lie now. We're talking about. I'm gonna deal with you later. <laughs> the world. The world seeks for peace through fleshly means. Uh, the battle cry in America today is no justice, no peace. In 2020, I saw no justice, no peace. And they were talking about, you know, the BLM movement, uh, where, you know, there were people that were killed by police brutality, I'm not saying that some of the police didn't do things that were inappropriate, I'm not saying that at all. But again, applying that we have systematic, systemic racism, because of one or two people doing something. And again, it needs to go to trial. and these things need to be adjudicated because we live in a world where there's a justice system, and that's justice. But the battle cry this year was we didn't get our way. We're upset because we see something that we deemed it's unjust. So what are we going to do? We're going to riot. We're going to throw a fit. We're going to burn a police cars and burn police stations. We're going to tear down buildings and businesses that had nothing to do with the incident until we get our demands met. And they call that justice. No justice, no peace is what I heard. That was the battle cry. No justice, no peace. And while I'm not opposed to true justice, I'm going to tell you similar to what Billy Graham said, that I'm going to, to try to utter it as soundly as I possibly can. There will not be peace on this earth until Jesus returns. Amen. Period. Period. Or period. <coughs> period. What do I mean? Well, you're, you're just not going to have it. There's always going to be racism. There's always going to be angry people. There's always going to be somebody who's been out of shape because they didn't get their way. There's always going to be somebody who wants something more than they have and they want a free ride to get it. There's always going to be somebody who doesn't like you because your eyes are green. Somebody's not going to like you because you look prettier than they do. Or you've got some clothes that they don't have. Or you live in a bigger house. Or you have a nicer shed out back. Which There's always going to be that problem. Why? Because there's sin in the world. There is sin in the world. We're born into sin. From the time of the Garden of Eden, we've been born into sin. But a relationship with Jesus Christ takes that burden away from you. It takes that that anger away from you. It takes that uh, <laughs> that meanness away from you. I don't care what you say, Daniel. Scared <laughs> <laughs> your go dad? I got a thicker belt? <laughs> 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 but uh. Jesus takes care of those things when you give it to him. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he takes care of those things. The relationship with Jesus brings true peace. It does not need to be fulfilled by the things of the world. We have people that want worldly things right now. And they demand it. They demand it by one way or the other. But they don't want to hear about Christ. Paul writes this. I want to, I want to tell you what Paul says here to the Philippians. He says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be known unto God. Okay, we're talking about prayer. It goes on, he says, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And indeed it does. It does for me. And it will for all who come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior, who don't just mouth it, but who believe it, who believe it in their heart with all their heart. They believe every word in this Bible, whether they truly can understand everything in the Bible. That's a, I don't understand everything. I mean, I'm being truthful with it. There are things I, I study and I study and I study. And I'm, Lord, I'm not getting. I keep reading. I keep praying. I keep reading. I keep praying. You know what? He gives me a little bit in due time. He's going to open up what He wants you to know. He's going to to give it to you. But I'll tell you what is crystal clear. And I've said it, and I'll keep saying it. And it's what we need to be saying out on the street. It's what we need to be saying in the marketplace. It's what we need to be saying when we go to the gas station. And Brother Howard said it this morning. His whole sermon was about it. We need to be sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. What are you doing? What are we doing for Jesus? What are we doing for the kingdom? The kingdom that is on its way. The kingdom is coming. Jesus is fixing to call his bride home, and a lot of people are pretending like it's not going to happen. Even people in the church are pretending like, or they're at least they're living like it's not going to happen. And that's not the way we need to be. I was reminded of a story today. Actually, this not today, but this week. I was reading uh, earlier. I was reading in 1 Kings uh, chapter 22. Um, I think it was, I was just going back over the, the, the sermon that Brother Howard had, and I just kept on reading. And I got to the part about Ahab uh, joining or being confederate, which is funny that Chris mentioned that this morning there in Sunday school, confederate with the king of Judah. The king of Judah actually came up and said, hey, um, we want to take these cities back that Syria has, that Syria took from us. We want to take them back. And Ahab's like, that's a good idea. We should join together. I'm going to go up and take them back. But the king of Judah says, "Hey Ahab, why don't you consult with your prophet? Consult with your you got you got a prophet, right? That will that will tell you a prophet of God that will tell you whether or not we should attack or whether we shouldn't. Hey, the guy got one. I got one, but I don't like I don't like him.
1: I don't like him at all
0: But he don't ever do he don't ever tell me good stuff. He only tells me bad stuff from the Lord. I don't like him. So what did Ahab do? He went and he found him some some uh, counselors." Some pagan counselors, some some priests that worship Baal. And they're like, oh, yeah. You go, you'll beat them. You'll take that land. You'll take it back. You'll get it. And then lo little behold, uh, Micaiah, I think that's how you pronounce his name, comes about. And he looks at Micaiah and goes, Micaiah, what do you say? What do you say? And Micaiah, mocking him, says, yeah, sure, you'll take it. You'll take it. And Ahab says, uh. Haven't I told you before to tell me the truth? Didn't I tell you that? Always tell me the truth. <laughs> and Micaiah's like, yeah, you're going to die. Don't do it. Don't, you're, you're going to die. It's not a good idea. Don't do it. And, of course, he locks him up in prison because he didn't like what he had to hear. And he, he explains. He's going, didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you? He never tells me anything good. And he locks him in prison. And then they go up and do what they were set out to do in the first place. And he dies. Do exactly what Micaiah told him. Now, why do I bring this up? What does this have to do with peace? What does this have to do with the peace of God, the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart? Well, I'm here to tell you King Ahab didn't have peace. King Ahab was evil. And he wanted the world. Anything that he wanted, that he didn't have, he was going to get. Talk about the vineyard. Yeah. I want the vineyard. Yeah, they give me the vineyard now I can't do it Jezebel, I'm crying over here, I'm sulking I'm, I'm, I'm telling myself sometimes when I don't get my own way I'll sulk in front of my wife a little bit <laughs> a lot. sometimes uh, I A not, 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 not she's, she's not, she's working and you shouldn't be watching TV if you're working the same <laughs> but uh, I do I don't yeah. get my own way <laughs> I'll just, yeah I yeah. 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 And finally, because she, she knows what's going on, she, she What's the matter with you? Well, I wanted this and i didn't get it. I wanted to do that and I couldn't do it. Well, honey, do you really want that? It? That's ah, all right. I don't really want it. And then, lo and behold, i get it like that amplifier down there or something like that. I wanted it, but I wasn't going to pay for it. I didn't want to spend the money on it. I felt guilty. And she does it. So then I'm off the hook, right? Because I didn't spend the money on it. That's guilty. I'm telling on myself. That's guilty. I'm guilty. And she knows it. And I apologize and ask for forgiveness. That's right, it's a little lady. But Ahab does the same thing. I'll sign your knees. I do. I do. Uh, Ahab does the same. did the same thing. Anything he wanted, if he didn't get it, he threw a fit. He sulked, And then Jezebel, he he was married to the right kind of woman. <laughs> Not really. But um, (laughs) she does does some untrained stuff. (laughs) That's crazy. That's crazy. So he didn't have the peace that passeth all understanding. He didn't rely on God. And he should have. I mean, he's in the land of milk and honey. He's in the land that God led the Hebrew people uh, out of Egypt and led them into this nation. But yet, somehow... Years later, the Israelites fall away from God, and they start wanting to be like their neighbors, and they start wanting to be like the world, and their fleshly desires take over instead of the God's Word. And I'm telling you, there's been a lot of times in my life where, especially younger, up until about four years ago, um... A lot of times in my life where fleshly desires took over. Even though I knew right from wrong, even though I knew what God was telling me to do, my fleshly desires would overrule my spiritual discernment. And I just wonder how many people are like that now. But when you truly know Jesus and you commit your life to Him and you submit to Him and you're like, you know what, Lord? You're in charge and I know you're in charge and nothing's going to bring me down. Yes, I don't have to be happy about everything. I'm not happy. Happy has nothing to do with the peace that's in my heart. Happy, I mean I ain't happy, don't get me wrong. But I mean I'm not always happy about the things that go on. You're not always happy about the things that go on. I'm not happy with the election. I'm not happy with with, with, with Congress. I'm not happy with a certain speaker of the House from the state of California. <laughs> Why you just say it? I, don't, I don't want to talk politics. <laughs> But I have joy in my heart. Why? Because God is still on the throne. God is in charge, and He tells me I'm going to work all things for the good of those people. I've been called according to His purpose. All things, not some things, not the, some, not just the things that make me happy, not just when I get my own way, not just when God just 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 blesses me with with all kinds of materialness. I rest in the assurance of God's word. I, don't, I got off my notes a long time ago, so I, so I apologize for that. Leaders today in our government are doing the same thing that Ahab did. Leaders today in our government are doing the same thing Ahab did. We're seeking peace in our country, and in the world for that matter, by appeasing and appealing to the flesh rather than God's word. Somebody, somebody, uh, um, I think it was, I forget who it was. Candy, Mr. Candy said this morning pray for our our president and vice president amen pray for them i don't care that they're not republican pray for them pray for their hearts pray that, that, that they will turn and they will seek his face amen they will seek his righteousness they will seek his word pray for that above all else because that's what we need we need we need leaders that seek after god not after the world but right now we have uh, policies that are being uh, the first day. Yeah. Policies that are made to be, to be appeasing people. To make people happy. Am I here to please man or am I here to please God? Some of these people say, I'm a devout Christian. So uh, let's start abortion up tomorrow again. Yeah. There you go. No. No, you cannot. The world has is, is gone nuts over. The world's crazy. Our country has gone nuts though Because they don't know peace. They don't have peace. And you know, and I, I saw today when Brother Howard was preaching, you see the passion in his face. You see it, the tears welling up in him because he's pleading with you. He's pleading with the church who he has dedicated his, his entire life to. Longer than I've been alive, he's been preaching. And I'm old. That I makes mean, you ancient. No. 30 years he's been at this church. 30 years. I've, I've, I've been your assistant for three years. So I thought that's what the dinner on the grounds was for, about three years, by the way. There you go. We'll, we'll give you a piece of fried chicken. <laughs> I appreciate Stay it. Stay away from the Like they are having dinner on the grounds for me, Sarah. He'll, he'll share some dinner pudding with you. <laughs> well, <Nah. we> <laughs> no, he won't. No, he won't. Forward. that's right that's right I just want to say that uh, I'm not going to use my notes anymore I'm going to get off my nose. Uh and I'm actually gone a little bit long no yeah, yeah. Um, I want to tell you this the Word of God is true and you know this the word of God is true it's it's in there it's infallible it is divine spot inspired by God almighty amen and he tells us not fear he says don't worry i got you look i'm waiting i'm waiting for the day i'm waiting for the day that the trumpets sound and the sky parts and the voice of the archangels heard and he says come up hither because i don't know about you but i'm gonna be trying to like climb over you just trying to get up <laughs> I'm <not> first <laughs> let me up there first going gonna be last richie That's my first <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Y'all go first. <laughs> Which reminded me today, and I'm going to close with this. Today when he was preaching, he was talking about the judgment seat of Christ. Uh-oh. And, uh, you know, I used to get in trouble in school. And uh, just every once in a while. And you'd go sit outside the principal's office or the dean's office. And they'd have those chairs, those little plastic chairs. And it would, it would be vibrating and my knees would be shaking. Because I know I'm going to get lit up. But there'd be like two or three of us. And I'd always sit on the end It's like, y'all go ahead. Just, maybe he's tired by the time he gets to me. But you would hear the kids go in, and you'd hear that smack, that smack. They don't do that anymore, but they did it back then. You'd hear that smack and that smack, and then, you know, the tough kids come out like, yeah. and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm, not, I'm going to cry. I'm going to, miss this one to hurt. I just remember that fear, that fear, that's right, that fear of going into the principal's office, you know what? When I get to heaven, i got to go from judgment seat. Look, I know, I know I'm know, i going to hang my head. Lord, I didn't do everything I should have done. I, I come short of the glory of God. But you know I love you. And I'm going to be with the saints. And I'm going to be in glory land with you. And whatever you have me do, I'll do it. Now, Brother Howard said, why do we have to wait until then? That same, that same passion, that same feeling that you have, when you think about that, that I have, when I think about that, why are we putting that in the play now? Yeah. Why aren't we doing it now? I'll do whatever you ask me to do. You know, Brother Howard's preached this before. He said, you know, there's some people that say, well, if I, would go, if you, if I could go to Kenya, I'd, I'd be a great, great missionary where you won't to go to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I just had more resources, mm. I would do this. A big word. You got the resources God gave you right now. And you got the same mission that he gave all of us right now. Yep. Don't a word, but that was a side note, I want you to have peace. I don't want you to be angry. I want you to talk to somebody. If you know somebody who is angry and getting, and if you're a Christian, stop getting angry. Look, you don't have to be happy. You don't have to be happy. You don't have to be uh, jumping up and down, spitting jelly beans because because things didn't go your way. You know, oh, I'm so happy. No, you don't have to be that way. But have the joy of Christ in your heart, the peace that passes all understanding to be able to walk confidently to know that regardless of what happens, I'm still a citizen of the kingdom of God. No matter what happens down here, y'all may gloat right now, and I pray to God that the gloaters that don't know Jesus will come to know Him and that they will be beside me in heaven. Amen. You know, I think about this all the time. What if I get there and, and, and uh, I don't know, Jeffrey Dahmer is up there. Like What, what are you doing? I don't think he would be but i don't know he might have asked for for forgiveness he might have accepted jesus christ before he was executed or you could think of the heinous most heinous person what if that person accepted jesus christ would you be bent out of shape why he accepted you he's right right yeah he accepted me have peace and if you know somebody who doesn't have peace share the peace of god the peace of knowing jesus christ with them Share the gospel. It's the easiest and the most clear thing in the Bible. Look, everybody goes to this Bible, and, and me and Chris were talking about it. You have a Bible study, and people are like, "Man, I've got a question about page four hundred and thirty-three back here," um, and they'll ask some serious questions. And they're like, "Man, I got to go home and study because that was tough." But then they are like, "Hey, did you read the gospel? You know, yeah. you, can you present it? Well, I accepted Jesus, but did did are you sharing the gospel? Do you understand? Is it clear to you?" Are you sharing it? Because that's what we should be doing. It's crystal clear. And that's what we should be sharing with people. Because then they'll come to have the free gift of salvation. They'll be residents of eternity in heaven. And then they'll have the peace that passeth all understanding. That's what I, I mean. I have peace. And I went over 12 minutes just because we bought. So, that's right. Brother Arthur.